Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Great to be with you. We're live streaming on Facebook Live if you're watching us through your Facebook app or online. And we're also here on the radio and the show is put out by podcast. And so a lot of great information. You know, we're going to talk today about what's been happening uh, on the week of November 26. Where are we? 26th through 30th into December 1st. That's what this week is about. This is the week after Thanksgiving. We're wrapping up these issues, but also talking about what's happened, going to be happening in the upcoming legislative session, some things that have been happening at the national level, but also a huge victory that came before Thanksgiving. We really haven't got to talk about it a whole lot out of the city of Laredo, about four hours from the central Texas area from Austin. And so we'll get into some of that detail but look, as we get to the end of the month and, you know, the show broadcasts on the radio on December 1st, that'll actually be the first day of the month. But as we get towards the end of the year, don't forget that we need your help financially. Go to TXValues.org to donate to us. And so, look, I'm going to start off with a question here. Do you think you know on a day-to-day basis what is happening when it comes to religious freedom? Are you aware that local governments are actively engaging in efforts to take away your religious liberty rights, or to create new laws that pit your religious liberty rights as an individual, maybe as a business owner, maybe as a pastor, a community leader, against people of homosexual gender, identity, and orientation. They are trying to pass these new laws that put put you basically in conflict with your fellow citizens and really put you in a position where the government's going to choose someone Um, who's lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender, who has an agenda or who wants a certain law enforced, they're going to put them in a position of where they're above you, where they can then use laws at the local level to punish you because you believe that marriage is between a man and a woman, or you believe what the Bible says is that God created them male and female. Are you aware of that? And if you're not, you're going to want to listen to this show because we're going to talk about some of those issues today. And one of the persons we're going to talk about them with is Pastor Jorge Tovar, and he is from the Laredo area. He leads the Jordan River Church. He leads their praise and worship every Sunday morning. He has lived in the Laredo area for quite a while. He, uh, at one point, was a firefighter, was uh, a part of the fire department in Laredo, and look, I mean, I'm not going to try to get too cute with this, but a lot of times that's what we do in our work. We're putting out fires, but a lot of times as a pastor, as a fellow Christian, we're trying to put out fires in our own lives, things that flare up, that come up, and not to make light of the work that firefighters do. I mean, they are life and death, but a lot of times some of the things that we deal with can feel that way as well. But So I'm excited to welcome, for the first time to the Texas Values Report, Pastor Jorge Tovar. Pastor Tovar, how are you doing today? Uh, good morning. I'm doing great. Great. I'm going to turn up my volume a little bit. There we go. Now I can hear you. You're doing good on your end. I just didn't have my volume turned up. But Pastor Tovar, as I mentioned, is from Laredo. I was there a couple of weeks ago. He's the pastor at Jordan River Church. And I think I mentioned to you a couple of weeks ago, Pastor Tovar, that I had my feet in the Jordan River earlier this summer when I took a trip over to the to the Middle East, and it was my first international trip, but we won't get into my trip. That's not the subject of today's segment, but just kind of an interesting reflection for myself. Um, 
I want to talk about this issue, but I want to back up for a second and, and let you talk a little bit about your background, how long you've lived in the Laredo community, and, and things of that nature. We're going to eventually get to very quickly what happened at the Laredo City Council. The Laredo City Council has been asked to pass a new ordinance that gives special protections based on sexual orientation, gender identity. We call these SOGI laws, S-O-G-I, sexual orientation, gender identity. And so often when these laws are passed, the intention, at least by some, is to use them to punish people of faith, particularly Christians, that believe marriage between a man and a woman and that God created people male and female. And they know that those beliefs are not just simply things that people think, but they live out their life in accordance with those, whether it's in public, whether it's in government, whether it's in their private business. And so they want laws in place that punish people so people that are lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender can do whatever they want and no one can ever suggest or say or do anything that um, disagrees with that or has a different view. You heard about this and you got people involved and we had a tremendous outcome at the Laredo City Council. But before we get into more of those details, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself um, and your history in the Laredo area. Uh, yes, I, I was. Uh, we, my family was a migrant family. We used to go up north and work, and when uh, out of season, we used to go uh, different towns around here uh, in Texas to work out in the fields. And in one of the adventures, my my parents were at uh, my family were at Corpus Christi picking cotton. So uh, I was I was born in Corpus Christi, but we lived here all our lives in Laredo. Um, you know, my parents would just uh, leave uh, for migrant working. And um, I was raised uh, here in Laredo uh, up until, uh, you know, I got married and uh, I, I moved along to, I lived in Denver, Colorado for about three years. And then we came back because the calling was strong to come back to our own and, and, uh, and preach the gospel. Um, so uh, we, we came back and uh, we've been here ever since. And uh, we started up a church in 95. And just this past Sunday, uh, we celebrated my spiritual birthday. It's been 47 years that, you know, since the day I decided to serve the Lord. And uh, it was on a Thanksgiving day uh, back in 1971 when I gave my life to the Lord. And I thank God for the churches uh, that have been around, you know, even before that. If it wasn't for their their preaching and their biblical principles, uh, um, I either would have been, I cannot imagine where my life would have, would have been right now. Um, I probably would have been passed away or, or in jail or, because the kind of life I was living was not, was not good. But I'm glad and I thank the Lord that I gave my life to the Lord. So I've been serving God ever since. We've been giving to the community ever since I can remember because of the Lord in my life. And uh, and the uh, Lord blessed me with a with a with a with a great job with the Laredo Fire Department. I was there almost 28 years, and I retired about seven years ago. In December, it'll be seven years ago, and and uh, it, it gave me a sense of, of of being able to do something for my city, for the for the community, just being a, a firefighter. And at the same time, uh, 11 years after I became a firefighter. Um, I, I, trans, I made a transition in my life from an evangelist to a pastor, pastoring a church, which is Jordan River Church at the moment. And we're here in Laredo, and we've been giving back to the community um, uh, as much as we, uh, you know, we can uh, uh, or could. And, um, 
and that's where we're at right now. And when this came up, uh, Jonathan, uh, that's when I called you. Remember? Absolutely. Well, look, and I think it's important for people to understand a lot of times, folks, background, and particularly for yourself, right? You see this history, this demonstrated commitment over time to public service. And, and a lot of times people don't realize, you know, maybe sometimes if they're Christian, sometimes if they're not, they don't realize so much of the Christian ethic, you know, our uh, you know sense of service, serving others, that so much of that plays out in our own lives and the type of work we decide to do. And so, you know, that's one of the things that concerns me a lot of times if there's policies or efforts that in some way could discourage people from serving in a role that's a government position, if you will. I mean, a firefighter is a government position. I mean, it's not a private position. It's paid by taxpayers and things of that nature. So by uh, because of that, it, it's qualified or considered a government position. There was a firefighter actually from Atlanta who was fired from his position as being the fire chief because he had a book that talked about his beliefs of marriage between a man and woman. He shared that with some of his colleagues. And so, you know, so many times, I mean, and I'm not surprised by it, but it is the case that people that are in public service are oftentimes very committed Christians and they'd be willing to give their life for their fellow man like you were as a firefighter. Now you switch to other fires, if you will, other matters, but that are, that certainly can be life and death. And, you know, you came to me and reached out to me, I don't know, maybe a month ago now, right before the elections, because your concern was an ordinance that the city of Laredo was considering. And we've seen these come up in other areas where they try to add the the word sexual orientation and gender identity to current laws that already exist that prevent discrimination. This one, I think, dealt with housing and maybe employment, but you never really know how it's actually going to be applied. I mean, you see these things in words, but you'll see sometimes people use them for different reasons or they'll try to expand them later. And so when we see these four words come into particularly a local law or an effort for that, a lot of times the legislators, excuse me, the city council members, if you will, they're not aware of really how this could impact things. And how, and in this case, if you violate someone's beliefs, if you will, or you do something in violation of this proposed city ordinance that pertains to sexual orientation, gender identity, you could face a $500 fine for every violation of it. It could be quite significant to an individual or a business owner. And so you brought it to my attention. We've seen these issues and you got them to kind of think about it a little bit, the city council. But then two weeks ago, you know, it seemed on short notice. They brought it up for a hearing and it appeared they were going to take a vote on it. So I drove down there. Right. And you got some folks prepared, a great group of people and presented tremendous testimony to the city council and really allowing them to see that you're, you and your folks in your church and people that do work publicly and privately, they really love to serve the community. But this ordinance, this ordinance made it clear that if you're working in conjunction with the city or if you have some agreement, if you're serving the poor, if you're you know maybe at a, food, uh, a soup kitchen or something of that nature, the city could say that you're violating someone's rights and you could be violating this proposed law because you have views and maybe somehow you express them or you do something that relates to your Christian beliefs on marriage and on sexuality. That's right. And, uh, and uh, see, that, that our main concern was that uh, they changed the already ordinance or policy that the city already has. Uh, they, uh, in, in fact, I should use the word they added on, and they added on the the word the 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 sexual orientation and gender identity, 
And uh, one of our arguments was that if the city has not had any problems with this ordinance in place already, uh, why try to change it or add anything to it with, that will bring up uh, uh, legal issues? Uh, like you had mentioned on that day uh, during the city council, John Anthony, remember? You told him that, that why, why bring up something that's already in litigation? You mentioned the lawsuits in Austin and all that. So uh, the, our main concern is that we... Yes, they did, uh, and it's fair to them that, to mention that they did consider the religious uh, organizations and all that, and they made exceptions. They wrote down the exceptions uh, to to the religious organizations. But uh, in between the lines, and there's other things there written in this ordinance that is proposed to 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 uh, to present to the city is is uh, and it affects us. You know, there's there's things like well, that's that. right. Yeah. To, uh, to my point, if you were to, it, it said that you were, you know, that there were exceptions in place for faith based entities and people of religious faith unless they contract with the city. Yes. You see, then that was my next point. See, you know, uh, there, there, there's written in, in writing. They put like on page six of that ordinance and uh, uh, section in section twenty one two eighty five where public accommodations, and then it says uh, under section, uh, subsection A, uh, unlawful practices, and th- they included that sexual orientation and gender identity, and that unlawful practices, uh, it states that it shall be unlawful for persons uh, to, to violate this, this ordinance, and, and uh, when, they, you know, when, when they say, well, you guys are exempt uh, from that, uh, the only problem is that, if, like you mentioned, if uh, they're discriminating against us, uh, and I say it, and I say it, and I say this because of this: if we want to bid for a contract, if we want to uh, bid for 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 funds uh, and grants and all that, we have to uh, fill out a form. That, that's how they call it: fill out a form uh, uh, compromising our beliefs. Yeah, uh, I, I think we're going to abide to these ordinances. Yeah, right? r- really, you got to sign away your religious beliefs to do work in partnership with the city. That, that's what they're saying. Yes. Check your religion at the door if you want to be in public service along with the city. And my interpretation is that includes, you know, that if you were to do something to provide a service like mobile loaves and fishes, or if you were to do a soup kitchen, or if you're trying to, you know, um, being involved in a in a, a temporary shelter for people that are homeless. A lot of times, it is faith based entities that are working in partnership with the government. Why? Because the government does not have the resources or the manpower to provide all of those things. And those are traditionally things that the church has done anyway. And a lot of times, the government is reaching out to the faith based entities and saying, "Y'all have got this great building. Y'all have got this great kitchen. Can you help?" These people, can you partner with us? And a lot of times it does require you to sign something. And without the church helping the government, if you will, serve the people in the community, those people aren't going to be served. I mean, that's just the reality. And so I see it happen all the time. And so what the city say is saying here is check your religious at the religion at the door. They're basically saying there's a religious test of whether or not they'll allow you to serve people in the community alongside and in partnership with the city. And I'm going to hold up for our audience here on Facebook. You can go to our Facebook page 
and see this video that we taped after the city council meeting on this issue. And it's not over. Okay. We've got about 60,000 views on this video already. And there was probably 30, 40 people there. So we testified against it. You testified against it. They only allowed three people, essentially. But we had everybody stand up in the room so they could see who was with us. Sometimes they do it for efficiency purposes. And if you want to see the uh, classic, the legendary mustache that Pastor Tovar is sporting <laughs> in this video, because I'll tell you what, that's getting a lot of attention, too. All right, I'm just going to let you know. Um, so check that out on our video. You can see Pastor Tovar. And if you're on our Facebook Live right now, drop a comment and let us know where you are. Maybe you're from the Laredo area. And look, here's the other point. It's important for people to know this could happen in your city too. I mean, it, they're popping up in cities. Now, that doesn't mean they always pass, but a lot of times people aren't aware what they are, how they could actually work, and what they could lead to. So they think that it's somewhat reasonable, and and there's more, a lot more to it. And they certainly aren't. While they may appear reasonable, they have consequences that can be devastating to people of faith and really can hurt the community, honestly. It, it keeps people from being able to serve, in my opinion. So, But I drove down there, and I tell you, you had reached out to us before, and we just hadn't, didn't have time to engage as much. But this time, when it was coming up for a vote, we got down there. I met with my team. We went through the ordinance, okay? And if you go to txvalues.org, you can see some of our analysis of this ordinance in Laredo. And we're currently in litigation against an ordinance like this in Austin. And a lot of times people think, oh, well, they're not really challenged. They're not controversial. Not true. They're extremely controversial. There's all kinds of litigation on these issues. So our message to local uh, city council members is you shouldn't get involved in this. It's got a whole lot going on to it. There's a lot of things you're probably not aware of, and it's just going to you're going to make a mess of it. And that's what happened in Laredo. So we did our analysis and the city made tried so hard to try to convince people, oh, it doesn't apply to you, it doesn't apply to you, to, to act like there were all these exceptions so people wouldn't be concerned about it. Well, they ended up exempting themselves. So the ordinance says one of the exemptions is it doesn't apply to any political subdivisions of the state of Texas, which I'm sure they were thinking, they were trying to say it doesn't apply to other governments, only the city of Laredo. But the city of Laredo is a public subdivision of the state of Texas. So... If you'll remember, that was the last part of my testimony, and I think there was like this collective, oh my goodness, from all the city leaders. They had made a major mistake, whether or not they realized it or not, and they invalidated the ordinance altogether as it related to their own city. So, thankfully, the mayor, whose name was Pete Signs, okay, spelled just like mine, and I mentioned that. I do have ancestors from the area not far from there, from Piedras Negras, a long time ago, but nonetheless... He made the motion to table this ordinance, and it was unanimous. They unanimously voted to table it, to not take the issue up. And, you know, I mean, you could argue they kind of voted against it, if you will, at least for now. They voted it down, or they voted not to pass it for now. Uh, but the issue's not over, and it's important for people to engage. Tell our listeners um, what's happened since then, and, and, and help them understand that you're just like anyone else, if you will, in a community. You didn't have some kind of special power. But because of your place in the community, your voice was important. Uh, <clears throat> yes, and and, and <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> um, and, uh, um, and and actually, it was one one of the council members that that uh, that made the motion to 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 table this, and 
and uh, uh, you know, for for fairness and and uh, uh, I, I want to mention the council people that we have in place are, are, are good people, and yep. and and I know that their intention it was not their intention to do this, and I believe to a certain degree they really went at this uh, blindly uh, without really ma- uh, doing their research, which is not uh, uncommon. But, which yes, and and uh, because they have a lot of stuff in on the table at the sure. same time, Good dealing point. with the city and stuff, business and stuff like that. So uh, you know, I, I give him that, but I I try to reach out uh, after this. I try to reach out to 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 all of them, or most of them, and uh, and um, I, I had I had uh, I had some response. I had some response. Um, uh, and uh, um, one of them stepped out and, and said, uh, or one of the candidates is running for and uh, a runoff stepped out and said, "Look, I support the LGBT, and uh, I'm going to stand for uh, not just a partic- particular group, but for everyone in Laredo." Uh, and uh, <clears throat> that kind of uh, that statement was kind of contradicting, but anyway, um, I just let it be. So. Um, uh, ever since then, I, I, I've been. In fact, today, Jonathan, we're gonna get uh, some pastors. Uh, I reached out to, and even more. And I think this group is is, is growing as uh, as the days go by, to to uh, to step up and defend uh, our our biblical issues and our family uh, values. And uh, uh, we're gonna meet up today at eleven. We're gonna have prayer. There's pastors from Houston coming over. And uh, they they felt led by the Lord to pray for the pastors in Laredo and the ministry <clears throat> ministry leaders. So we're going to have that gathering today at eleven. And uh, and um, uh, one of the things that we need to do is reach out and and get together and unite yep, and educate ourselves, educate ourselves into into start getting involved in the po- political world because it affects our spiritual world. And uh, we need to educate ourselves on who is running, and that way we can make an educated vote. And uh, one of the things that we we also need to stress is that uh, the Christians and the pastors and the congregations need to go out and vote and, and instead of complaining after the fact and uh, and facing consequences and uh, negative consequences after the fact. We need to know who we put up there, who we vote for. Uh, and 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 that way we can and, and you know, make sure that the people that we want to put in office uh, reflect and support the same Christian biblical family values that that uh, that we the majority of us support. No, I'm with you, and we're about to we're about to run out of time. We're talking with Pastor Jorge Tovar. He's the pastor of Jordan River Church in Laredo. He led an effort to defeat a city council ordinance that proposed to add sexual orientation, gender identity to a special protection of classification in a city ordinance that would have pitted people of faith against people in the LGBT community. And there's no reason for that. To your point, right, there's not any real evidence that there are, you know, people in that area that are being discriminated against or being treated unfairly, that they can't go to work, that they can't, you know, make a living. We didn't hear any of that. Actually, there was no one that testified in favor of this ordinance Um, the Monday night that we were there, the Monday before the um, before Thanksgiving. And so uh, and oftentimes that's the case. It just almost seems like someone is asking council members to do this for political reasons, you know, to try to add to the list of cities that have these type of ordinances in place. And so uh, they're just very problematic and it doesn't seem like they really help all that much and they're not necessary. And it just creates more division in the community instead of unity. 
And so I, I'm really thankful for your witness uh, to get involved. And this is your community. I don't live down there, but as I testified to, I am an expert when it comes to law and policy on these issues, if you will. I know quite a bit more than, than the average person, and I'm able to give people some insight. And that's part of what I tried to do was to let the city council members know, you may not know much about this. Let me share some of that with you, and let me give you some reasons why you should exercise caution on this matter and not consider delving into these issues. And I hope that's what we'll see with other local city cities that consider doing these type of things is to see how these things get sorted out in court. And, and to focus on things that are more important locally, if you will, and some of those were brought up in that city council member uh, meeting. And so, but it's not over in Laredo. This issue could come up again. So we encourage you to engage with people in that area if you live close to that area, if you know people in that area. And I'm so thankful that you've got some pastors that are from the Houston area that have had some experience with this as well that are going to stand with you. Pastor Jorge Tovar has been our guest today. Pastor Tovar, thank you so much for joining us on the Texas Values Report. Oh, you're welcome. It was, a, it was a blessing just being with you, Jonathan, in this radio program. Great. Well, we're going to let him go. I know he's got other work to do today. He's got that meeting coming up with pastors. But go to our website, txvalues.org. Go to our Facebook page after we're done here, if you're on there right now, and look from about a week ago when we have that video up. Great video after the council meeting. I tell you what, I was excited when they took a motion right after I testified and said, we're going to table this. We're not going to take this issue up. We're going to vote against it, if you will, or we're going to vote not to consider it right now. Huge victory, and that's why you should invest in TXValues.org. We get results, okay? We didn't have much notice on this as far as that morning, even though I talked to the pastor a couple weeks ago, so I had some familiarity with what was going on. But when he called the night before and then that morning, Monday, and said, we need you today, we need your help, I put my team together. We came up with a strategy. I drove down there personally, and we got a victory. We got a great result, a positive result for now. That's what we do at TX Values. We are a tremendous return on investment. Go to txvalues.org. Make a donation today to help us continue to do the nonprofit work that we do. And go to our website to have for, 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 uh, excuse me, more information to have analysis on these SOGI laws sexual orientation, gender identity, and why they can be so dangerous. And we'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report.